Attention homos and homettes, the train to the Rainbow Rewatch is officially leaving the station. Please keep your hands, feet, flip phones, and webkins inside the vehicle at all times. If you're not gay, now you are. Congratulations. Get ready in five, four, <laughs> did I scare you? Good. Um, I have newsflash for you. Uh-huh. We are all sheeple. Um, you know, I identify as as STP, sheeple to person. My pronouns are sheeple. <laughs> I'm wide awake. <laughs> yeah. We all are sheeple. Like, you know that expression, like, if you're a sheep. You're one of the one of the in the herd. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's it's part of living as in a society. We we want to do what other people tell us to do, okay. but we got to wake up. <laughs> let's let's make one thing clear, Dan. You live in a society. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> Where do you live? <laughs> I'm a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> no society for me. I just sort of exist above everyone else. Exactly. Um, or below. But so everyone except for the yeah, we're below. So everyone except for Liliana, we live in a society. Mm-hmm. This is not your average episode of Rainbow Rebound. No, sir. No, it no, it is not. It is a We the Sheeple episode. What is that? Good question. I don't know. We're trying this out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like we the people, you might recognize this as a lyric from Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Should oh my we... God, Lin Manuel! Oh my God, he's, he's such a weird with words. He's a genius. <laughs> he's he's such a genius. His words seem to have lasted longer than five years. They it seems transcended like it, time. It seems like they've existed for at least two hundred fifty years. Yeah, prox. Um, but we the we the people. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are the sheeple. But we are not. By we, I mean Liliana and I. By and by also by we, we mean you. But also, people who listen to this are not sheeple. Oh, absolutely not. I think if you are still listening <laughs> to this podcast and you saw that we are not reviewing something and you're still listening to this podcast, you're not a sheeple. My favorite thing is, um, or maybe you are sheeple for us, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're a sherpson. A sherpson. <laughs> okay, but my favorite thing about the term sheeple is that both the left and the right will call each other sheeple. I feel like a lot of radical left and radical right rhetoric is um, the same discussion and recycled. Yeah. I find like trans radical activists and and TERFs will, it's the same conversation. It is. Like it's all death and sexual assault threats. Mm. It's all slurs. It's all insults. And then both sides act like they're better than the other. That's true. And that's why people in the middle think they're so holier than thou. Meanwhile, the centrists are the real sheeple. The ce- True. That's the T. Mm-hmm. The centers. oh god, I can't Like, at it. least the people on the right and the left have, have opinions. opinions. Yeah, literally, <laughs> at least they have a point of view. Like, I can respect that. Yeah. Um, I might not agree with your racism, but mm-hmm. I, I was about to say I respect it. I don't. I take the Let's go back a little bit. Rewind. Rewind. Speaking of Rainbow Rewind. Uh, oh, true. <laughs> we the sheeple. So we were like we have so many opinions. Mm-hmm. Let's not confine them to movies or TV shows. Let's Absolutely just talk not. about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a Friday night right now. Liliana and I are one margarita in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we are going to just talk. And today on We the Sheeple, we're going to talk about a very interesting concept. Because I think every week what we should do... Not every week. We're not doing this every week. This is still Rainbow Rewatch. We still talk about TV shows. Uh-huh. But <laughs> I think... 
there are some very interesting concepts that society has sort of bastardized mm-hmm. and manipulated and um, used against specifically queer people. Yeah. And what we're going to do on this podcast is we're just going to talk about it and break it down and share our thoughts on that. So today we're going to talk about polyamory um, and all sorts of polyamory adjacent things yeah. like consensual non-monogamy and platonic marriages perhaps we don't know mm-hmm. we're we have no structure for this episode mm-hmm. we're just going in we're raw dogging at oh we are we're breeding this episode oh. deep mm. we are mm. um liliana what are your thoughts on polyamory um okay so i have i have a different a lot of different like sections of thoughts on polyamory did you say sections sex sections <laughs> so i have my my opinion for <laughs> are you Sorry, okay? I just choked on my diet coke. <laughs> I have my opinion of polyamory um from my life mm-hmm. and how I interact with it. And then I have my opinion of polyamory as just a concept and then how I view like other people who participate in polyamorous relationships. Let's start with the second one. Okay, so just just polyamory in general. In general, then we'll get into us later. Um, I think it's really uh, if it works for you, it works for you, and I think that's amazing. Um, I feel like it's one of those things that are it's very mystified and it's very um, just like just like being queer. Yeah, um, the media sort of makes jokes about it and like uh, almost demonizes it. I see a lot of demonization of um of of like polyamorous people. Have you seen have you seen oh my the politician? No. There's a polyamorous woman on it. Is there? Um yes. And Tea. she's a politician. Because oh. in the first in the first season the politician is about uh high school. High school. And, and then, then these ones are like state representative. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the so the New York State representative is in a polyamorous relationship with her husband and this other guy. I love that. And it's this big secret and like she basically in the closet mm. and like um it's used as sort of like blackmail against her it is because i was thinking like queerness we're at this point where queerness and transness is now like it's still othered you're mm-hmm. when you're queer you were still taught that you're an other when you're trans you're still taught that you're an other and when you're gender non-conforming all that stuff um and we're now getting to the point where like we're breaking down those walls mm-hmm. but i feel like polyamory sort of exists in a it exists in the same world but to a certain degree it exists in a different world where people are still not ready to like view that as normal yeah. like with queerness i feel like a lot more people would say like oh being gay is normal like we love gay people like you're normal is what, it normal is it normal look at me no um but i feel like a lot less people would say that polyamory is normal because we are so ingrained with this um nuclear family mm-hmm. two partner household thing which works for most people i think mm-hmm. and it's like a nature versus nurture, which is like, does that work for most people because that's how we're designed? Or does that work for most people because that's what we've been told mm-hmm. should work for you? And we've like, because I think most people, what I hear about people's arguments against them wanting to be in a polyamorous relationship, which of course, if you don't want to be a polyamorous relationship, pop off. Um, no one's forcing you. No one's forcing you. No, They don't want you. Um, <laughs> but what I hear is like, I would be too jealous. Like I couldn't handle it. And I'm like, I think that is not 
a you thing. I think that's a society probably told us like you have ownership of your partner and like they need to be everything for you. Mm -hmm. We live in this society where like your partner has to be there for you consistently and like that's like the soulmate concept is like they have to be perfect. They have to be everything to you. And if it's not like it's not the perfect relationship. And I feel like that isn't a natural thing that's taught to us. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Also, I don't think it's very healthy to be so obsessed with your partner. And, like, no. make sure they're, like, perfect and, like, obsessing over you every second of the day. No. Because, like, that's a lot of pressure to put on one person. It is. Um, and... I don't operate that way with, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't care that much about other people. <laughs> I care about other people. But, like, if I'm in a relationship, like, you want to go do your thing over there without me? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll sit here. Like, you go do whatever you want to do. Like, I don't need to be there with you. Like, I hate those couples who are, like... Oh, it's it's Dan and Liliana. Yeah, like it's Dan and Liliana. Like, they're always yeah. together. I like, see this one stop. couple at the gym. First of all, I don't find I don't mind making fun of them because Wait, is it the old couple? They there's a lot of them, <laughs> but they they're always wearing um, back the blue, blue lives matter stuff. So I don't care about no. making fun of them. They are both um, very short. Uh huh. Oh, are, you know, I because Dan and I go to the same gym. I think I do know who you're talking about because I saw them walk out together the other you day. You probably do because they're there only together. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's cute. That's cute. You want to go work out with your spouse? Fine. Yeah. But like to a certain degree, I'm like, don't you want to like – like the gym for me is like my time. Like I get away from my family. I get away from things. I can just like go and listen to my Donna Summer and have a fine dandy time. Um, but there all the time. I'm like, girl – Leave them alone. <laughs> like, and also, if you're like, I don't know. They're also they're both very different body types, and I'm like, you can't be doing the same workout. Yeah. Like, then it doesn't make which like whatever. But it's that it's that like need to be together. And I don't know their life. I don't know them. But it, that's just what I thought the other day when I was at the gym. Um, I don't get that. Yeah. Um. Why? Leave like, them alone. Do your thing. Hey, don't hurt them. Do your thing. <laughs> you <laughs> referenced that? that before in this podcast, <laughs> I think. <laughs> She's my favorite. Um, uh, but yeah, also, I guess um, in relation to polyamory, we have this con. We have like we related to cheating almost. Yes. And um, and like people, have, there's this huge, huge fear of being cheated on in our in our society mm-hmm. not to use the s word <laughs> but there's there's this huge fear of being cheated on and i think um polyamory almost plays into that fear like it's just gonna feel like you're being cheated on yeah because obviously the whole thing with polyamory and with any relationship but specifically polyamory what makes it worth work is consent mm-hmm. like you it's it's the same rules as a normal relationship you have to be consenting to everything going on and there has to be a foundation of trust mm-hmm. and if there is like it works nicely and there's mutual respect and collaboration and comfort but if there's not trust like then that leads to cheating that leads to but th- th- they're not polyamory and cheating is not the same like and i feel like a lot of people like push them together is sort of what you're saying which is like a i don't know that's that's a bit tired yeah um <laughs> um and like open right. relationships um right that's like i always see oh that would never work for me and everyone immediately said once a couple enters an open relationship they're like they're doomed yeah 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 that's yeah, yeah. what we've been that's what i feel like what a lot of people think which like 
in a, in a lot of cases, that is true. But yeah. in a lot of cases, it's not true. I know a lot of people in open relationships that works for them because, like, especially at our age, I feel like we're still exploring sexually and, like, you know, we're figuring out what we like and what we don't like. And we haven't – a lot of people our age haven't had a lot of sexual experiences and they still feel like – they want to explore, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so you might find someone that you relate to emotionally, um, but then you are like looking for more sexually and you just want more experiences. So I feel like, especially at our age, open relationships make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. um, and, and people immediately are like, that doesn't work for you. And often I've seen a lot of really, really healthy open relationships, um, which is in the polyamory umbrella, I guess, mm -hmm. is it? I don't I know. I guess so, because it's non-monogamous. Yeah. In a way, right? I, I, I guess really polyamory is, is just non-monogamy. Is it? Or is or is non-monogamy non-monogamy? Menomena. Exactly, Little Muppets reference. Um, um, which brings us to a question that I have for you that uh -huh. I think is like, there's no answer to this question, but do we consider polyamory part of the LGBTQ community? Um... Okay, so I guess it would be right there next to asexuality. In my, because like I guess I'll try to explain like my my mindset here. Right. Because that's all you can do. <laughs> true. <laughs> because like I view like the reason there's no real similarity between being gay and being trans. So why are they in the same community? Exactly. So like. I view, like, the queer LGBTQ plus whatever community as being any deviation from the cishet norm. And that's why I view asexuality as being part of the queer community because you're not – because you're a deviation from the cishet norm. Mm -hmm. So, like, polyamory – and I guess monogamy is part of that, that norm that we're being fed. So polyamory, I guess, would be part of it. And, like, I'm sure, like, like 80% of polyamorous relationships, somebody is queer in one respect or another. Right. Because it's hard to get, like, like a triangle of people without at least one person being bi or something. Right. I think it's, like, literally impossible. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am, I am agreeing with you, I think. Um, it's sort of hard because I think you're right. There's, like, we group then there's like other the other category um or umbrella term rather than lgbtq is like gsm like gender and sexual minority um which i think polyamory does sort of fall into that respect and then it's like is is the lgbtq community or the gsm community like everything that's not cishet and you said the cishet norm and i think mm -hmm. that's an important distinction between mm -hmm. cishet and cishet norm because yeah. you can be cishet and be asexual or be polyamorous right that's not those those terms are not mutually exclusive but the norm of being cishet is that you are in a monogamous relationship with a single partner yeah um and i think that's the difference um but i don't know i feel like i guess my personal point of view is to me it comes down to like marginalization and othering mm -hmm. and i think that we exist in a society where polyamory is othered and is like seen as uh, a deviance or whatever from the norm. Um, so in that respect, I'm like, I don't 
I don't consider it a, I don't know if I consider it a sexuality. I guess it is a sexuality. I don't know. I guess it's like, um, you know how like there's like, like demisexual and like all those other like you can be demisexual and straight, right? So I guess it's like a, just another prefix or another suffix yeah. to your sexuality. Yeah, exactly. And and I guess the the important part to mention is that like it doesn't matter like these categories are very arbitrary yeah but that's where i think that's why i think it's somewhat important to recognize just that polyamory is something that people face a lot of scrutiny and marginalization when they exhibit it um and when they're sort of like out with it i feel like it's something that people are very confused about in that respect i think it's important to group it in some respect not for the sake of grouping it but for the sake of normalizing it Mm -hmm. Um, and also, we're we're almost 17 to 18 minutes in, but we are not experts on this topic. If you haven't told, we are just two queer people who like to talk, um, but we very much do not have – we're not – I'm not in a polyamorous relationship. Mm-hmm. You are not in a polyamorous relationship. Yeah. I have not been in a polyamorous relationship. Neither have you, I yeah. assume. I don't, no, I haven't. Okay. I, was about to say, I don't know. No, I haven't. That's a lie. I have not. Do you consider being born polyamorous? Pre- um, but um, so we're not experts on this. We're just talking and sharing our point of view. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's very interesting. And I think, again, like the push is to normalize it because um, what sort of sparked this and why we chose this topic is because I saw a picture of someone who I used to go to school with who is in a polyamorous relationship. And they're and, all beautiful. Oh, my God. They were. They really are gorgeous, and they're really nice, too. The mm. ones I know are really nice. That's the best part. That's the best <laughs> part. Um, but I – and so I saw that, and I was like, first of all, I was so appreciative and and interested that she, like, posted it. And she obviously doesn't care and, and was proud of it and wanted to share. Not that they – it wasn't, like, a, a coming out or whatever. She was just saying, like, me and my, me and my partners. Yeah. Um, but I feel like – there's a sort of um, there's a really big curiosity around it. Uh-huh. Like I feel like how there's a lot of curiosity, like almost violent curiosity that trans people face. Like yeah, yeah. like so, and you can speak on this more than me. But like about questions about surgery and questions about genitalia and questions about yeah. like very private, personal things. I feel like. It's that same curiosity that extends to polyamory where people are like, explain this to me. Yeah. Like, how did this happen? What does it mean? Like, people, it's so misunderstood and so confusing that I feel like there is a lot of wonder about it. Yeah, like, do you all sleep in the same bed? Right. Do you only have threesomes? Right. X, Y, Z, like, personal, intimate questions about your sex life and your romantic life and your house, Because Yeah, because I think when you know someone who's polyamorous, it's sort of like that unicorn phenomenon. Right. And then you, like, Which want... Which is funny that you say unicorn because when a couple is looking Tea. for a third, it's called a unicorn. Right, right. Especially by, by a woman. Yeah, right, a queer right. woman. Um, but... There is that sort of like curiosity, and then they expect those people to like be the spokesperson for all polyamory. Like, your experience has to be like everyone else. Mm-hmm. And what's very clear to me is that polyamory as an umbrella term has a lot of different types of relationships under it. Like, we were looking up before because there's two drag queens um, who are on RuPaul's Drag Race that are in polyamorous relationships. So, Bob the Drag Queen is in. What was the term? Parallel? Parallel Yeah, yeah, parallel. Parallel polyamory, which is that... So Bob the Drag Queen has two partners, but the partner, his partners are not in a relationship. So they... 
Bob the Drag Queen's in two sort of separate relationships. He's in a sandwich. Yeah, in Bob the Drag Queen sandwich. <laughs> and the bread does not touch. No. <laughs> hey, that's a pretty good analogy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and then there's other polyamory. What what was it? Mono? I don't know. It, One of the other ones. I feel like I feel like <laughs> I, I I don't know the lingo, but probably like what you said is like a triangle, like yeah, polyamory. Yeah. Derek Barry is a drag queen who has two other partners and they're all in one relationship which I'm assuming is the relationship of that person I saw on Instagram yeah um and there's more there's polyamory where you are polyamorous but in your you're in a monogamous person with relationship with one person mm -hmm. right and there's polyamory where you're in like sort of uh, emotional social relationships I don't know mm -hmm. um so there's a lot of nuance but people expect polyamorous people I think to have all the answers for everyone and it's that same curiosity like like tell me everything about your community and your and your identity and have it apply to everyone else, which it doesn't. Yeah. But on the flip, um, I believe polygamy and polyamory can be uh, very misogynistic. T. And I feel like um, this is one of the reasons why it's so hated in society is because there have been instances of women being like manipulated into being. Uh, polygamous marriages like in like cults and we see it in like Mormonism and stuff and like child brides and stuff like yeah. that so I think it's that violence that makes us so confused about it because why aren't polyamorous relationships illegal like you can't be married to multiple partners right. and I think in America specifically we think of Mormonism and uh -huh. how Mormons a lot of Mormon men have multiple wives um, and it's sort of like, I don't know, there's like a weird discomfort with it, but, um, I feel like in general, if you're in a consenting relationship, why shouldn't you be allowed to marry multiple partners? I think then exactly what you're saying is there's a fear that then specifically women will be sort of abused and manipulated into mm -hmm. being in those polygamous relationships, um, which is something that we need to be aware of. But then, like, why are we barring everyone else from entering into a polygamous marriage when they are going to do it consentingly? Yeah. I don't know. Um, And I saw one I saw one TikToker. I see a lot of polygamous and you're on You're on polyamory TikTok, I, I guess. I absolutely am. Um, <laughs> I saw this one woman who was like, I legally can't get married to my partner in my state. I was like, oh my god, wait, what? And then she was explaining, because I thought she was just like lesbian or whatever. Mm. And then she was talking about how she is like the... Abort <laughs> just a lesbian or whatever. <laughs> just a lesbian or whatever. And then she was saying that she has a, a boyfriend and a girlfriend, and like they're married, but she can't get married to them. And I was like, oh, oh that's kind of sad. That is really sad. Yeah. Because then you can't reap the benefits of being in a marriage, like with right. taxes and whatever, all that mumbo jumbo. Just marry yourself, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Sylvester moment. We, we have talked about marrying yourself multiple times. I oh, think. for sure, because it's kind of iconic. It is kind of, it's queer. It's very queer to marry yourself. It's a gay marriage. It's a, hello? Hello. Come on. Um, But, you know, I think a lot of people try to, again, delegitimize polyamorous relationships and polygamous relationships um and i think a lot of that has to do with you guessed it religion uh -huh. um i think a lot of the reasons why we're told that it's not okay is because religion specifically christianity has made monogamous relationships important i think as a tool to sort of suppress women yeah. honestly um but there also is a little bit 
of suppressing with men. Mm-hmm. Like I think of circumcision, which is like a tool to sort of make sex less stimulating for men. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it does go both ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what's also interesting with religion is that even though I think Christianity has is the main reason why polyamorous relationships are so taboo, the Old Testament, girl, everyone had 30 wives. Yeah. But notice how whenever there's religious polyamory, it's one man. Yes. Um, and that almost mimics how we uh, like breed animals because yes. it's one bull. Well, well, yes. And and I was doing a little bit of research um, in advance of this podcast because she's an academic. Period. Um, and anthropologists believe that our ancestors engaged in polygenic relationships, which is one man, multiple women in a relationship. Um and that so there's like a man in the center of the family. I think of like lions. Mm-hmm. Like you know how there's like a male lion and like I have their, their his protectors. Yeah, his lionesses. I was gonna say bitches, but it's a, <laughs> I think that's a better term. Uh-huh. Um, and and so apparently like humans came from polyamory and and in our and, and it, again it's very male centric, which like surprise surprise even mm-hmm. our ancestors. Um, but there's this like idea that monogamy is natural. And that's, like, I think people's biggest arguments. Like, this is natural. It's like, no, this is what we've been taught. I think there's yeah. a fundamental difference between it being natural and it being taught to it's us. It's like colonial. Right. Because I think what's natural is that people want to have sex with a lot of different people. Like, yeah. you see someone on the – you're in a monogamous relationship. You see someone on the street. You're still attracted to that person. You would still have sex with that person if you weren't monogamous and, and sort of respecting the needs of, of you and your partner. Um, but you can't – it's not like you turn that off once you're in a relationship. You're like, oh – Right, it's still like everyone I think, else. Right, everyone else. I don't see you. Like it's like um that Black Mirror episode where everyone's like you could turn oh people God. fuzzy. Can you, Matt? I would love to do that. Just turn everyone fuzzy for a day. Everyone that I block on Grinder, please <laughs> enjoy the fuzzy. Um, so so it's crazy because like even in our world, like it's not unnatural. Like this is something that we've done and there are animals because i think about all the time like humans are animals hello Uh like other animals are monogamous like i think of like swans like penguins are penguins monogamous yeah i think they mate for life i know swans do for sure that's That's like the big thing it is really cute um but a lot of species don't a lot of species exchange partners like lions they have one male with a lot of women like they whore around they (laughs) Are you talking about me? Um, <laughs> but it's it's everyone's different, mm-hmm. and and so to expect that humans like exist as like this exceptional circumstance where like we're so respectful and we are you know we're only monogamous and whatever I'm like that's a facade we, that's a story we tell ourselves to feel better about mm-hmm. ourselves um, and a better about our decisions. Yeah. Um, T pop off. So how how would you see yourself in relation to polyamory? Because I knew it wouldn't work for me, but that's basically the end of that. So I'm, I'm sure you have more. <laughs> the story oh. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say, I don't know. It's very difficult to sort of like wrap my head around because I've never been in a polyamorous relationship or or been near one really close enough to see how it worked or, mm-hmm. or it would work for me. Um, my guess honestly is that it, I would enjoy it. Uh-huh. Um, because again, it's that it's this. We've, we've, we live in a society, and not every monogamous relationship has to be like this, but that your partner is your everything and is your rock and is, is your sole sort of like our primary Your twin support. flame. 
your twin flame <laughs> um and your and your primary piece of support and that like to me seems like a lot of pressure um to like have to be there for someone like that all the time like you can't ever have an off day mm-hmm. like or else it's disrespectful to your partner um but i feel like polyamory and, and polyamorous relationships allow room for people to to sort of like exist as individuals within like a larger collective and i think for me that's attractive um i think that the 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 scary part is the trust and the and the feeling you ha- i feel like you have to be very comfortable with yourself and with your position to your partners to have a successful polyamorous relationship again not speaking from personal experience mm-hmm. um because you have to not only be like oh if you guys are going to do your thing like over there like i'm okay like i won't feel bad or lesser or whatever um and you also have to trust that like they really do love you just as much and it's just whatever so um there's a lot of i think moving parts and i think that's why probably people don't lean towards polyamory because it is like a little more complicated but i think the complications yield to a lot more pros like you have twice the love like twice the support um twice the time to sort of like exist on your own i think there's a lot of positives so there are complications so i think it would work for me and it is something that i'm like very interested in um i just think about like bringing my partners home and being like having to explain that yeah and people are just not ready for it yeah that Um, sucks i'd always be scared that they'd be talking shit about me See, yeah. that comes with the trust and the, and you trusting your relationship to your partners. But yeah, yeah that's a valid fear. I yeah. totally understand that. Um, like, do you guys have a group chat without me? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just not text. I was like, a group chat with two people is just text. But yeah, <laughs> you talk shit about me. No, you know, that's a good point because I'm very anxious. So I'd be like, you know, they like laugh about something. And I'm like, it's about me. Uh, I know it's about me. It's about my... I'm bad at sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they make eye contact once and I'm like, yeah, that's about me. Yeah. No, it's scary. And, and you, I, that's what I'm saying. You have to be secure. You have to be secure with yourself and trust yourself and your relationship to others. And that's like, but that's a good, I feel like that's a good thing to want to aspire to. Mm-hmm. Like I want to, I want to aspire to being comfortable with myself and being like comfortable in my relationship with others. And, you know, I, I often go out to lunch with friends, like, not you, because I know you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, some other friends who, like, you know, were friendly and, and were close, but, like, not that close. Where I leave and I'm like, how did that go? Like, were they were they really vibing? Especially if I'm going to lunch with, like, two other people or three other people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, maybe they both thought I was annoying or they vibed more than me and whatever. I like, know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do that all the time. I did it. I, I did it recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and that shit is difficult. I feel like... That sort of thing is mainly in our heads. Exactly. No, it is. Because exactly. I feel like everyone thinks that way. Exactly. And so I'm like, I would love to aspire to not think like that. And that's, I, I used to think like that a lot more. And now I'm less because I've been going to therapy and, you know, I'm working on myself and, mm-hmm. and advancing and maturing. King. Thanks. <laughs> um, but that shit's hard. But I'm like, isn't that a good thing to aspire to? To be like, I would be comfortable to exist in a polyamorous relationship and to not have the usual fears of like, I'm going to be jealous or I'm going to be whatever, which is what most people say. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. What other, would, do we have any, any talking points? Oh, we have tons. Do you want to take our little break now? Oh, sure. So, um, guess what, laddies? <laughs> Smoking is now legal in the state that we reside in. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so we're going to go smoke some weed and be right back. And... 
who knows? Maybe the conversation will be more interesting. Maybe it will be um, completely meaningless. Yeah. And maybe we will have nothing to say. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to give a shot. Ciao. Ciao, Blatty. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hi. Hey, we're back. Uh, yeah, we are. We are back. It's like, how how much later? It's like, <laughs> it's, it's about a good hour and a half later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to two hours. Um, we took a break. We took a break. Normally when we're taking a break, when we record, we're like sitting there for three seconds. And this one we took a hefty break. Yeah, we watched a movie and then we watched yeah. something else. We, we watched an improv show. Yeah, it was an improv show, but we watched a movie that we will be recording on Rainbow Rewatch. We watched Ace Ventura. Pet detective. Pet detective. We have opinions, but we'll share at a later date. Yeah. Um, back to polyamory. Um, Liliana, we were just talking about this. Do you think that polyamory is something that you're born with, or is it like a nurture thing? Like, is it basically like queerness? How it's it's acknowledged that that's not a choice, um, or do you think to some degree it's like not a choice? Um. I feel like some people, I feel like for some people, definitely, you're just born, like, you're just born, like, you're just polyamorous. Yeah. Um, But I feel like in other cases, it's definitely, like, an, a ch- I don't want to say it's a choice. Like, like, <laughs> it's not a choice, but, but I, I feel like in other cases, it's, like, a choice. So if you're making the active choice to, like, seek out a polyamorous relationship. Right. But then in other cases, I think it's not necessarily you're born with it and not that it's a choice. I think it's more like nurture. You know what I think it is? It's kind of like, um, it's similar to like straight people who want to pursue sometimes like gay relationships. It's like Mm -hmm. you just sort of make a choice to like pursue something, but you're not like fundamentally that thing to like experiment. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think that probably the best answer is that it's probably different for everyone. Mm -hmm. I'm sure some people were just like, they can't function in a, in a relationship with just one partner. Yeah. Um, but I feel like some people are, who knows? doesn't matter. Like, I guess the real question doesn't matter. Yeah. But I do think probably for, for generalization's sake, I would say, that most people who are polyamorous probably aren't. <laughs> what are you doing with your microphone? I'm bouncing my face on it. <laughs> <laughs> You're balancing your face. I'm bouncing. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you know what I realize now that now that I'm a little high is that I'm getting real like ASMR with it, <gasps> which hey. honestly is kind of a vibe. Like I love NPR radio and just mm-hmm. when people are like basically whispering into the <laughs> microphone. Very sensual. Very sensual. Very. 11 o'clock news yeah on the radio we're playing some sweet tunes for you <laughs> it makes me feel yeah. powerful yeah um but i if you ask me right now would you have two partners i think my answer would be yes i so feel like that's okay. on brand for you also yeah. you're like you're queer so and like you're like attracted to like men and women all genders and yeah all genders so like 
you wouldn't have to confine yourself to like and not that like mm-hmm. being bi is like oh my god i can't have one partner like I no exactly but like i yeah no yeah because i feel like that's sort of also that's a good that's a good thing to also bring up that i feel like people who like the stereotype against specifically bi pan queer people is that they can't be satisfied with just one partner that mm-hmm. like they will always be looking for oh if you settle down with this gender you're looking for another gender mm-hmm. and i feel like there's kind of this uh, assumption that if you're bi pan queer whatever like in the middle of a spectrum that you are unable to commit to one partner which is not true mm-hmm. and many queer people do um but also i feel like when you're queer i identify I, I oscillate between bi and queer. It sort of doesn't matter to me very much. Yeah. Um, but whatever you want to call me, like, I feel like when you exist somewhere in the middle of the spectrum, you're already like, fuck it. Like, you're existing in the gray space, I feel like, a little bit more. And that's not a hard and fast rule because, as you know, like, on the other end of the spectrum, like, gay men, for example, a lot of gay men are also very open um, mm. and are in polyamorous relationships. That That is pretty common because gay men are well. sluts <laughs> and they're Not sexual bad. deviants no. and they should be rounded up. Well, you and can say that because you're a woman. True. You can you can do that. <laughs> My woman privilege. You woman privilege. Use it. Abuse mm. it. Uh, I, oh, I always abuse it, babe. You always abuse it. If there's anything we know about you. I I use and abuse. You're wearing a very like, I just realized what color you're wearing. It's like very lime almost like a fresh lime green like lime lime, lime lime meringue pie that wasn't a compliment the compliment was, was that, that was a statement the compliment is i think it's a good color on you thank you also i'm wearing <laughs> purple cheetah print pants i love it that color green and purple i like power green and purple. combination i absolutely like green and purple very daphne from scooby-doo but you're doing yeah. like a classier thank you palette i'm doing a class yeah Okay, you're in pajamas. That's the palette. The palette. Thank you. I feel like Daphne is very hard purple, very yeah, hard yeah, yeah. green. And I'm more muted. You're more muted mm-hmm. in general. You're a little more muted. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm a late. I... Yes, that is. I I hundred percent agree with that statement. I'm more that <laughs> for sure. I definitely agree. I'm agreeing with you. Okay, polyamory. Yeah. What about it? Um. Hmm. Have we seen any polyamory in media? Okay, well, I mentioned earlier the, the politician. politician. Other than the politician. So there's two relationships on that. There's two polyamory. I feel like I've seen open relationships. I don't know what, yeah. why this comes to mind, but like American Horror Story Hotel, like Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah. She's kind of like fucking everyone, but she's committed to that other werewolf. No, nope, yeah. vampire. <laughs> vampire, vampire. Um, think, wait, how do you... <laughs> Do you remember this one scene from Billy and Mandy where it's the werewolf bar mitzvah? Bar, yeah, werewolf bar mitzvah. I know the song. Spooky, scary. They used to play it at my Jewish camp all the time. That's so funny. Anything I love that. that's Jewish adjacent was played at that camp. I love that. <laughs> I love that. There was also a song called I'm Not White, I'm Jewish that we used to listen to. There was this one band called the Maccabees, and they came to my camp. And it was a song. And let's clarify, these people were white and they were Jewish. But they had a song called I'm Not White, I'm Jewish. And they were rapping. And they were rapping. That is psychosis. It's so awful. It was... They let us... They let children listen to that. That's like radicalization. It's so wild. I'm not white, I'm Jewish. Everyone go listen to it and dislike it on, on 
YouTube, but oh my god. Maybe at one point in time, similarly to how Irish people and Italian ex people are Italian ex <laughs> are, are were considered like outside of like people still say Jewish people aren't white. But it's stupid. We yeah. are. Yeah. Look at me. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello from the other side. Yeah, they um, did that with a lot of... It's like an immigrant thing, I think. Yeah, yeah, um, But, like, descended from immigrants. But, like, girl, your skin is white. Just because you're from a different part of Europe doesn't make yeah. you not I saw white. that take on TikTok that, like, Jewish people aren't white. And I was like... I was like, your skin is white. Okay, there are Jewish people who aren't white. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's make that very clear. But we're talking about, like, Ashkenazi Jews. Like, yeah. Eastern European Jews. Like... Twinkie, pale, hairy. Twinkie. Hello? Big nose. Screaming. Um, big nose. Actually, I don't think a lot of Jewish people have big noses. But thin, pale, and hairy, mm -hmm. all Jewish men I know, I've just described. Yeah. Hello? John Raphael. John Raphael. <laughs> um, I don't know how that has anything to do with polyamory. Um, I don't know. Werewolf bar mitzvah? Oh, polyamory and media. Yeah. I don't, I don't know anymore. Um... I'm sure I could think of something. Do it. I dare you. Brain blast. <laughs> um, definitely no cartoons. Mm, I feel like there's a lot of sexual fluidity in some cartoons, but yeah. not open polyamory. Oh, yeah. Wow, this is this is. There has to be something. I'll Google. Where like people are in a committed relationship to multiple people. Holly. Amory Maybe like um media. I've seen like okay, like Hulu the Great. I've seen like relationships like that's like a parallel polyamory where like the king yeah. is dating multiple oh. women and, and there the, she's married. And the the king's best friends. The, the king's wife exactly is like the king's wife. The two king's two best friends are married and they're also both fucking him. Well not the husband. And the king buys his wife a male partner. <laughs> Okay, so in um, in BoJack Horseman, I do remember this. <laughs> one of one of the characters um has eight fathers who are in a polyamorous relationship, <laughs> like all with each other. And then on Shira, I knew, I well, knew there was someone. Can we go on back to BoJack Horseman for one second? Uh -huh. Because not only are they have eight fathers, but they're what like. All eight dogs, like what? Aren't everyone in Bojack Horseman? Oh no, there's some humans in Bojack Horseman. Yeah, so they're just. I'm pretty sure most of them are. I'm pretty sure like most of them are human, and I think one is an animal or something. Wow, how but, progressive! Like, yeah, <laughs> species. Yeah. And then I knew I was thinking because like Shira has everything. Oh yeah. Um. So they have um. They have these three side characters are in a are in a polyamorous relationship, which I didn't know, and that's really cute. Yeah. That's really interesting, because I think what we see on TV a lot is, like, again, that non-consensual sort of open relationship. That mm -hmm. is, like, the trope, um, because... And that's why we... That's why we're so conditioned to believe that most relationships that are open or, or polyamorous are non-consensual or, um, you know, in some way sort of forced. Um but that's just not true. Like, and it's good that there's some good representation of polyamory. I wonder how the one of the politician is. Um, but it's okay. It's definitely like um, being polyamorous. It starts off as like being polyamorous is taboo, which it is to be fair. But the, again, that's not the take we might need in our media. But then it's funny because they 
the couple the the throuple breaks up into a couple and then one oh. person breaks out but then they realize being polyamorous is good for their brand <laughs> so they so they go from pretending to be a couple who's actually in a throuple to pretending to be a throuple who's actually just not a throuple that's ridiculous yeah so they're sort of like abusing that relationship yeah that yeah. does make it seem like it's sort of like a choice or yeah. like a, you know what i mean like it's something you can lie about or or whatever um yeah. interesting ryan murphy ryan are we surprised anything ryan murphy touches i'm like always questionable with and that's why i feel like a lot of people are very questionable of pose and even though i really do like pose mm-hmm. and feel like generally it's um doing the right stuff i do a, i understand that it's hard to trust especially because it came from ryan murphy's wallet yeah ryan murphy is just dan and i were talking about this earlier white gays are some of the worst people on the planet yeah and ryan murphy is included in that oh hodgepodge and james corden even though james corden is straight true (laughs) true but james the ways james corden is a bad person is the same Same. way as that gay men are bad people exactly what i think i meant Mm-hmm. It's in exactly the same way. I ways. read your mind. You did. No, you literally did. Yeah. Like, he's you James did. Corden is not bad in the same way that, like, Jimmy Fallon is a bad person. Oh, my God. I hate them all. Yeah. I hate all the Jimmies. I. <laughs> all the Jimmies and all the James. Yeah. <laughs> also, you know what? I. I'll say it. I don't like Eric Andre. I oh, think he's a bad person. He seems really mean. I don't think I would enjoy being friends with them. He seems like a misogynist, and he makes rape jokes too often. Oh, really? I don't know a lot of his comedy, to be completely honest. I've only seen, like, some of the memes and some of the videos, um, but he does seem wild. Yeah. I'll give him that. Um, Like, he just released this new movie. I want to say 80% of the jokes were, like, about, like, even Tiffany Haddish was in it, and she was making, like, sexual assault jokes. Like, Yeah, she's a little... She's a little. I thought she was. I thought she was um, good. She is, and she's iconic. But she is, you know, she sort of comes from I think the school of comedy where it's like you are allowed to be controversial. I think she does personally have a history with sexual assault. Oh, so I think she might be coming from it from a different angle. But um, it's still like it's 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 just like why are we why are we joking about this? Mm -hmm. Um, but. Oh my god, I really You know who I think is a good comedian? Um, Sasha Baron Cohen. I think he's a good comedian. So. I think he's made some mistakes. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but his like um, show about America where he like exposed those politicians. Yeah. I'm like, good for you using your complete lack of fear against other with being around other people to like expose some weird asses. Like well, Nathan he, for you. He absolutely um obliterated Rudy Giuliani. Oh my god. And, like, he was, like, literally, like, sexually harassing, like, that the character. That lady, yeah, that girl. And, like, nobody really cared. Like, there was no huge backlash. No, he's fine. I mean, he is being sued, but for right. other reasons. Right. Um, But you saw his shout-out in Pose, right? He did, yeah, because yeah, they're like, yeah. oh, he's whatever. He's ruining our health or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, no, it was, like, the fear of AIDS. Like, he was making... He was he was really like policing AIDS, up, yeah, yeah, because Electra's club was raided, yeah, and they were like, "Damn, Giuliani trying to get my coin." Mm-hmm. Um, oh God, Pose, but no, Ryan Murphy, bad. Well, we got back to Pose accidentally, yeah. but that was where we started this point. Ryan yeah. Murphy is bad, yeah. and that vein of um, gay culture is a very interesting place, and I feel like that's also 
very interestingly with gay men though um there's a very interesting stereotype that they are also it's different than bi people bi people i feel like it's very gender based like you're never going to be satisfied mm-hmm. and with gay people it's like you have an insatiable craze for sex because already men are like sex crazed put two men together that's and there is truth to that yeah but there is certainly a very um I don't know. People are very critical of and of, of gay men's sexual behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there are a lot of men who are like that, who are very straight and gay. Though I feel like that's sort of the similarity there, yeah. not being gay, because I'm not like that myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also not gay. But period. it's a very <laughs> period. Um, yeah, there's different. I feel like there's different stereotypes when it comes to being open sexually and engaging in like more open relationships or polyamory. I feel like. It's the same thing that gay men can't settle down, um, which is I just feel like queer people have opened themselves to the possibility that they might not want to settle down. And a lot of straight people haven't done that mm-hmm. because they're just like, I'm going to do what everyone else does because, um, OK, it's easier because that's what capitalism and Valentine's Day it's telling you to do. <laughs> it's all Valentine's Day, folks. <laughs> it's all to sell more Valentine's Day cards. Honestly, it's all about the money. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, everything is. I, I feel like that's... I mean, isn't it interesting that they incentivize marriage with money? Yeah. They're like, oh, and you get some money, basically. Like, everything's a lot easier with lower taxes and shit. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't... And I don't also understand like why. Also, like, military men getting married for like better housing that's weird See, just put yeah. them in a better house yeah why don't they all just get better like, houses? why do you have shitty houses in the first place yeah like <laughs> why would that even be, should why should that even be an issue yeah um it's just it's very interesting how they do that and i think it's because america relies on duncan <laughs> stop <laughs> it <laughs> That's a good one thank you um america like everyone cares right now that the birth rate is dropping and it's like um who gives a shit? We need less people. Literally. And more adoption. Le- yes. And also, who cares? Mm-hmm. There's this com- a compulsive need to like m- overproduce goods, people, service, war, like that we rely on like the nuclear family to keep that going. because, mm-hmm. And that's what queer people represent, that threat, because it's like, oh shit, we don't have to like produce for the fucking state. And um, you know what I mean? Like, and it, it, we're sort of being used in that way i think of like i mean it goes so it goes far in other places like china where it's like not only should you be in a nuclear family but like now you can only have one child Uh um which i understand there were other reasons for that but um thank god it's not not going on it's not going on anymore yeah yeah yeah, it's over um but they do incentivize it in this goddamn country Mm -hmm. um and it's like who stop like let let people just not produce a million fucking children yeah isn't it crazy that you used to have a wife and that wife used to have to be pregnant for 20 years churning out 10 kids literally just like constantly pregnant oh my god that's crazy like that's like how yeah like your body is never yours that a product of the state Mm -hmm. um and it's like if you are in a relationship where you have, say, one man with multiple wives, mm-hmm. which is, I think, a very misogynistically based and patriarchal serving form of relationship, phallocentric, thank mm-hmm. you, 
form of relationship. But even in that, in what would be a possibly polyamorous sort of situation, at least the women then have the possibility they raise only a couple children like a normal person. Um, not that that's not normal. Ugh. But um, And then you can have a lot of children mm-hmm. in a family for whatever reason. You might need a lot of children for it back in the day especially. But this way you don't have to put all that pressure on one single woman because, of course, the men weren't going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's... You know what I mean? Like, at least it serves it in that respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I feel like polyamory also forces men to be a little more equalizing. Like, I feel like a man with a relationship with two women, especially since th- one, at least one of those women are queer. Yeah, yeah. Probably both. Yeah. Um, You have to be a very specific type of straight man to want to be in a relationship with two queer women. Because, um, like... Because like for if the it's two, too and, and more importantly, for the two queer women to want to be in a relationship with that straight man, let's he has say to that. be a good person. Exactly. Um, because like whenever I see like uh, polyamorous relationships with one boy and two girls, the comments are always like, um, "Oh, the only person benefiting from this is him." Like, right. Like et cetera, et cetera. Like, but then. When it turns out, like, the two girls in a relationship, nobody, people still see it as just the man is the only one benefiting. So it's just, like, literally, like, why are you so focused on the man? Like, why can't, like, do you not, like, value, like, a lesbian relationship as, like, as sexually gratifying? Because I think people assume that, like... The man's just lying there and the women are crawling all over him and it's like Dionysus with yeah. his fucking grapes and like all of his wood nymphs. Yeah. Like, no, like, <laughs> no, it's not. I, but people have that, I think, bias to assume that that's what it's going to look like. Yeah. Which is not at all true. And then when I feel like it's two men and a woman. Nope. <laughs> two men and a woman um, in a relationship, then it's sort of like, oh, they're gay. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she's just their maid. Yeah. Right. I feel like that's a lot less common. Yeah. Than the yeah. other way around. And then I think all gay couple, all gay polyamorous relationships are pretty common. Or like all yeah. male. Yeah, yeah. All male or all female are all sort of genderqueer. Yeah, yeah, Totally. Um, and then there's also like, uh, like different, t- I, I feel like what's also great about polyamory is it, is it, it lies in a similar vein to just like different forms of relationships and different forms of marriage. Like we see a relationship as like both a sexual and emotional thing, mm-hmm. but relationships serve a lot of different purposes. There's romantic, emotional, sexual, social, like, you know, all these things like fall hands in hand, genetic, right? Yeah. Like being in a relationship with someone just to raise children, like not even, you don't, it doesn't have to be emotional. It doesn't have to be romantic or sexual. Um, so I feel like, what normalizing polyamory does, almost a denormalizing, <laughs> what normalizing polyamory does is it opens the door for all different types of marriage, like platonic marriages. I was just about to say my favorite thing ever, platonic marriages. People who are married platonically, I feel like those are the best type of people. They're the backbone of our society. Um, can you imagine like dedicating your life to just, like now you're just married to your friend? But, like, what is marriage? Like, True. You can still love someone else and have sex with someone else. And obviously, if you're married to someone, you probably love them. Just not yeah. in that way. You know what I mean? And I feel like raising a child with somebody that you trust that. as just, like, just because, like, 
Just because you're fucking somebody doesn't mean that they're, like, going to be a good dad. Right. And just because, yeah, you, you're feeling romantic towards someone or you're sexually attracted to someone doesn't mean exactly they're good to raise a family with. That's what I'm saying. All these things are separate. Yeah. So if you find someone who you have a good emotional connection with and you would trust them to raise a child, I'm like, great. Don't bring all that messy relationship shit into there. Keep that mm-hmm. separately. Yeah. And they're part of your family or whatever, you know, whatever works for you. But you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that makes so much sense why that would be a great thing. And people... People are weirded out by platonic marriages. I'm like, what is a fucking marriage? You just, just, they made that up. It's literally a piece of paper. They made that up. It's so you fake. can say that you're married? Yeah. Go say that you're married without being married no, then. Literally. You don't need someone to say magic words. That's crazy to me. That there, you have to get like a license to say some magic words to declare someone married. It's all fake. It's all the sanctity it's of marriage. It's fake. It's not real. Exactly. And people have attached so much meaning to it and so much, like, taboo to anything but it. And I'm like, it's literally wake up sheeple. (laughs) No, literally wake up sheeple. Wake up sheeple. Um, Like, my mom's friend is, uh, she's, like, her age. And she's in a relationship, but she's not, like, married to the guy. Mm -hmm. And, like, obviously, like, I want to get married because I, like, want to, like, go to a wedding and stuff. But, like, if she doesn't want to do that big deal yeah like her relationship is just as valid as but then all of her friends and everything like i don't know i feel like on the low like other people might not view their relationship as like um as like stable as like a marriage would right if you get that significant if you get that um certificate then like it means something more and it's you decided to take the next step yeah and and i think what it really is is that you like you attach stakes to the relationship. Like, now there's money involved. Mm-hmm. And there's whatever. Like, if it goes wrong. If you're just dating someone, you can choose never to see them again and one day and nothing changed. But if you're married to someone, there's shit you got to work out. So I think that is what makes it mean something more is all, like, the legal obligations. But again, that shit is made up. That yeah. shouldn't have anything to do with your decision to be with someone. My grandpa is um, – my grandma passed away. And he – just wanted someone to like be with and so he has a partner and oh yeah God. it's great and they you know what they live together and they have fun and and you know they're not married and they have no intention to be because of the money situation and just like it's complicated at their yeah, age you're like yeah. let's not do that with like inheritance and yeah stuff. and it's just it's just like let's just leave that out of it um wait that's so cute it's great it's great and and you know what i mean it's it's like that's not polyamory. Let me yeah, make yeah. that clear. <laughs> Your grandpa is in a polyamorous relationship. Um, hey. Um <laughs> let's make that clear. But um, you know, it is like just different definitions of marriage. And like I said, polyamory sort of opens the door for that and it exists in that same world. And I feel like the direction we should be moving in as a society is allowing that to be totally normal, just as normal as we're trying to make queerness and that's yeah. i guess why it should be in the lgbtq community or considered in a part of that because we're all in the same fight like we're all pushing for the same thing which is for like your body your relationships your life your business mm-hmm. um i don't understand why our government says you can do this you can't do that you should do this it's just crazy do the fuck what you want yeah um with your life and your and the people you want to associate with but then like this conversation of of criminalizing poly uh, polygamy um, comes from the same vein as like feigning 
feigning compassion for women to stop people from doing things. Right. Um, like, like QAnon. Yeah, literally. Like trans women and women's sports. Um, uh, polygamy. Um, yeah, it's like Republicans using the Save the Children, but it's just basically them saying so they can say Hillary Clinton's a, a child molester. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, let's use this as the excuse. Um, And that one girl we know from high school who was anti-masker because, because um, kidnappers could put on the mask and, like, get away easier. Who? Say that one more time. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Of course she would. <laughs> of course she Not does. fucking stupid MAGA girl. No, she's so dumb. Um, Oh, my God. I mean, listen. <laughs> you know what? Wearing a mask does make it harder to see who someone is. Mm-hmm. But that's not a reason not to wear a mask. I'm so sorry. If you're going to kidnap someone, you're going to do it anyway. Yeah. And it's such a small <laughs> issue. And basically what they're doing is they're using that. Not that. And I think what's important is that, like, there is child trafficking that goes on. There is sex trafficking that goes on. It's very real. But the things that Republicans are pointing to are, A, not real or wrong statistics. Yeah. They're like, they say, like, what? Like, they say X number of kids go missing. And that's accounting for all the kids who, like, run away for one day and just, like, sleep in the backyard behind their house. And their parents can't Me. find them. And they announce them missing. That mm-hmm. They include them, in, which is 70% of kids who are missing. Are kids who are just, like, gone for a day. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So they use that statistic. But it's the same thing where they use that in polyamory and polygamy to be yeah. like, we have all this bad stuff going on. Yeah. So we can't do this other thing. It's like, that's a minority. Yeah. Same thing with trans people. Also, women can take care of themselves. They're... They can make their own choices. And we. That what's more important is building a society to make sure that women can make the right choices and feel comfortable and safe and have the resources if need be. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that's what we need to do because if we don't, then women might feel compelled or they might grow up in a society where they have no other option and whatever, blah, 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 whatever it might be. Um, and that's the problem, mm-hmm. not polyamorous relationships. That's why – the sheeple should wake up. Yeah. So wake your eyes up and wake <laughs> your your mind up. Wake, wake. Take some coffee. Sheeps. Shake and bake. Shake and bake. And I mean, we just shaked and baked. We did. We waked and baked. I'm, I'm honestly proud of us for getting through the 30 minutes of this podcast. We're getting sleepy. And yeah. Oh, I am. I'm sleepy lady. You're <laughs> sleepy beauty. Oh, my God. Um, good for us. Good for us, legends. Yeah. But this is the first episode of We the Sheeple. Uh-huh. Maybe the last. Who knows? I feel like this was fun. Yeah, I'm sure we'll find some other topics, or maybe we could do two topics per per app. That's a good idea. We'll we'll think on it. Yeah, we'll um, think. but this has been another episode. Of, I believe I have to do this high. <laughs> this has been another episode of Rainbow Rewatch. If you've enjoyed, go leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Please. We say this every time, but people. You gotta do it. We know we have a good amount of consistent listeners. Yeah. Um, so if you're on Spotify, just Go steal someone's music. iPhone. Yeah, and put, it's a free app. Yeah. Also, um, we really do read all of them. <laughs> like every time I get a new comment, I sort of check all the time, and I send Liliana screenshots. I'm like, look at this nice. They're thing so nice. Said. Yeah, they're so nice. It makes me really happy. Yeah. Um, and you can recommend movies or topics for us to talk about. Yeah. That would be the best way to tell us what we should talk about next. Mm-hmm. Um, on We the Sheeple. 
Um, but you can follow us at Rainbow Rewatch wherever you find your podcasts. Um, anything you'd like to say before we hop off? Um, I love you all. And I love you, Dan. I love you too. It is a jubilee to <laughs> sit with you this mm. eve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bye, baby. Bye, babe.